The best blanket ever is also the best gift for Valentine's Day. Get 30% off right now in any regularly priced blankets with the code word WELCOME30 at MinkyCouture.com. Take care of that Valentine's gift today by visiting a location near you in Ogden, Leighton, Draper, Orm, Sugar House, or St. George. That's Minky Couture and Valentine's Day. Check them out at MinkyCouture.com. Jazz and the Atlanta Hawks coming up tonight. Atlanta played Dallas last night, got beat. Jazz played Atlanta at home uh, a while ago and won it comfortably. And uh, as you recall, PK Trey Young came off a one for 11 performance in that game. And just as I would not expect John Collins to back up his 30, what was it, 35 and 12? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yes, 35 point, 12 rebound performance last night. I also wouldn't expect Trey Young to go one for 11 again. No. He's too good a player to put up another one for 11. But I feel like Quinn, and he says this over and over, now we hear Joe saying it over and over, I feel like they've prepped and kind of um, been priming guys for this with the constant, hey, every NBA team has good players. You know, and, and you ran down the roster earlier, the Hawks, well, we know Gallinari. We know Gallinari can play. We know we know Trey Young is a is a young star. How how high he can rise, you know, that's a question. But he's already you know thrilling people. Collins looks decent. Gallinari looks decent. They got Clint Capella. Jazz fans remember him from the playoff series with the Rockets. So they got got some sweet players. Lou Hudson. Don't forget him. Sweet Lou Hudson. Time to bring in Craig Bullerjack. His weekly interview is presented by University of Utah Health, trusted healthcare provider. For the Utah Jazz family and yours, Bowler, good morning. Hello, you two. How are you? Good. Good. So we were talking about, uh, I, I said something, and PK quickly jumped me because he thought I was uh, too, um, too optimistic, too willing to take for granted a Jazz win tonight, too confident, some combination of all those things. But I think the reason is because I think this team is better and is different than last year's team or the team two years ago. And so while they certainly could lose tonight, I think they're much less vulnerable to it. Now, I may have to come in and explain this comment tomorrow morning. I get that. But I think the reason that they're battling uh, you know, with, with the Lakers and Clippers for the top three spots in the West and not with the Spurs and the Nuggets and the Suns for four, five, six, seven which is what they were battling for in that group the last couple of years, is because they are better and, and more likely to win a game like this one. Reaction. Well, well, first, I mean, you two argue. I mean, that's that never happens. away. Never happens. Yeah, never. <laughs> I mean, you guys are peacemakers. Come on. Um, you know, I, I think the thing about this team that intrigues me the most is that they've taken on what the Western Conference has become, and that's three-point shooters, and they're really good at it. So – I, what I'm feeling is that there's never really a time that the Jazz panic because they have the ability, uh, in their minds, by the way, their confidence uh, in their three-point shooting that they may fall behind, but they don't panic and they have the ability to always mount a comeback. I heard what you said before we jumped on the air about, you know, every team in this league has the ability to win on any given night. I don't care what their record is. And look what Detroit did a few nights ago, you know, battling back from 28 down at home, you know, in Salt Lake City and really pushing the Jazz, you know, to the end until, you know, Boogie knocked out a couple of threes to, 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 to secure the win. But uh, I still think the Jazz have this really interesting perspective of uh, and it goes with Coach Quinn Snyder. I mean, there's always that cliche of you know 
team reflects the personality of a coach. In some ways, it's true, but um, I don't think there's a lot of panic. I think they feel more confident uh, with who they are, what their capabilities are, and the depth of their talent. That's that's what I'm starting to learn. You know, now 21 games in, going on this three game road trip, and these all three of these games are winnable. But also heard what you said about you know, Atlanta. There's some talent on this team. I don't think Trey Young's going one for 11 and having a career four point, you know, career low four point game again, um, unless the defense is stifling, uh, which it, it was in Salt Lake. But yeah, the, the Atlanta Hawks have some talent. Uh, there's no doubt. I like Capella. Always have, and you know they got a guy named Rajon Rondo who, on some nights, is engaged and some nights he's not. But still, he's been around and he's a veteran and he knows you know how to play this game. But I don't know. This this will be a really good telling road trip back east again. Atlanta, Charlotte, Indiana. Those three teams are you know kind of hovering about under 500 or about 500 or under. So there's opportunity here again for the Jazz to. Uh, to win three three more road games, but they have to play and be consistent, no doubt. So you got to like where this is going, and right now they're right in the thick of things with the two L.A. teams. Denver is still in the race, coming up on the outside to an extent. My thought for you is projecting, is this team good enough to have the best record in the West? Oh, PK. Um you know, again, 20, 21 games is is a really good sample size. We always talked about the twenty the twenty games we've hit it, and I I think you have to believe that they can fight with the best. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think this is uh, just an anomaly that's happened. I mean, eleven straight wins to to is tough anywhere you go. I don't care if it's junior jazz or or the NBA. I mean, it's you know to win eleven in a row. It's quite an achievement. Yeah, you got knocked off the rails in Denver, and then you had to, you know, regroup and you know and get the win in, you know, against Detroit. And that was almost like probably another, even though you're home, probably felt like a road game because you're heading out again. But it's going to be this way all year. But to answer your questions, I don't see why not. Um, look, LeBron stands on his own merit, right? And Kawhi is a champion uh, with Toronto. Um, I still think this team, the Jazz, have a totally different mix of how they approach this. And you have the Donovans and you have the Rudys, but you also just have this incredible concept of just getting it done. And they've got multiple players that shoot over 40% from three. And, you know, some nights you're going to be off, but I think most of the time this team's pretty consistent thus far. So, yeah, I think to answer your question, not to get crazy, I mean, we still got a long ways to go, but I think they have every right, every ability to fight for the top uh, of the Western Conference. Um, you know, the one thing that always jumps in my mind is, you know, through this course of this season of 72, can you stay healthy? Uh, can Rudy stay on the floor, be a defensive presence? They do have faves. Obviously, Jordan Clarkson's having an outstanding start. And is uh, by far, um, you know, the the front runner for sixth man of the year. This guy's unreal. He's playing as confident as anybody I've seen, and he's been given, you know, the ability to to show his talents. And uh, it's just an interesting team, to, a fun team, PK to watch. Right? I mean, it really is. There's a lot of weapons and a lot of different ways that they attack defenses. And Quinn has a lot of different uh, players and combinations that he can put on the floor. 
Craig Bolajak joining us here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We know the strengths of the team. You've already outlined some, right? The, the three-point shooting. <laughs> they got seven different guys who can hit threes at a high rate. And Rudy's anchoring the defense. And they, what, is the, what is the Achilles heel, you think? When teams look at the Jazz, what do you think? This is, this is how we need to go with them if we're going to have a chance to win this. First thing that hits my mind right now is physicality. Be physical with them, and will they answer back? I really, I think that is the Achilles. Um, will they respond to an early punch, uh, especially on the road? And I, I believe that's you know something that they they were able to handle in the eleven game win streak. But in some of these losses, and there's only you know been five. Um, that and, and they've had to fight through this, even in the wins, is will you be physical? Do they bump you off your spot? Do they come out and double on the three-point line? And how are you going to respond? I mean, I've heard Quinn say that, and we've talked about it, he and I, several times um, on the beautiful Zoom calls. But um, I think that is the, the part. How physical will the Jazz be, and how will they respond, PK? I really believe that that would be the challenge for the remainder of this year is teams see them as maybe being, and uh, gosh, the word intimidate is tough, but that you can shake them. Uh, you can get them off their rhythm if you become a f- more physical, and that, I believe, is something the Jazz are going to have uh, to fight through and figure out. I don't know who would come at the expense of, but does Royce O'Neal deserve a bigger part in the offense? You know, I think what he's doing fits what his role is. Um, um, boy, that's that's no one's ever asked that question, PK. But you know, I think he takes the shots that he needs, and what he's doing right now is you know ripping the three as well as anybody uh, in the NBA. Um, you know, I, I think he's comfortable in the role. I mean, I, I think what his role is actually is to be the defender. He is to be the tough guy. He's supposed to put the chest, uh, go chest to chest with some of the best, um, you know, the shooters, uh, players of the other, other, uh, of the opponent. And I think what happens is you just get almost a bonus for Royce O'Neal is his ability to, to hit the outside three and on occasion, you know, run the floor and finish at the rim. I mean, I like what he's doing. He's having a great year. Uh, his rebounding is out of sight. I mean, he's, he's, you know what it is? He's the most aggressive guy on the floor at times. You know, Rudy and him have to battle for rebounds, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gobert's been claiming, what, 13-plus a night, and, and and Royce is down there battling for everything he can get. I think the Jazz, when they're really on, they also do the second effort uh, where they're digging for, for loose basketballs and they're kind of following Mike Conley's lead when he's been able to jump on the floor. Those are things that, Quinn Snyder, you have to have. Uh, the teams want they're hungry. And I kind of get the feeling the Jazz are at that level, you know, this year after getting knocked out, you know, by Denver in that uh, series that we know so well at 3-1, lose it 4-3, and what Donovan said, never again. So that that sounds, you know, a little cliche-ish, sure. But also I think it's uh, they're playing playing it out. They, they want to go to the next level, and that's really, um, for me, and I think for any Jazz fan who's been watching this team, there's talent there, but also the attitude of saying we're, we are going to win. And that maybe is the next step they've taken. 
So Donovan Mitchell's averaging 23 points a game, and you bring up that series in the bubble. We saw those 50-point games, and no one's going to do that routinely, and no one's going right. to average 35 points or 36 points a game, whatever it was. But did you expect a little more out of him, or do you think you expected more early in the season, but now he's giving it to you, and the season averages will go where they go? Do you want to still see him take the game by the throat, or, or that's not how the Jazz play, that's old-school thinking, let the game, you know, find itself and all that stuff. And the open guy will take the shot to be the best they can be. How does that have to play out? Well, everyone, including Shaq, wants Donovan to become more involved, right, as a rebounder and an assist man. That's what uh, he said. And, you know, when you really break it down, Donovan has a role. And, you know, he's he's also baits guys to double him to help mm-hmm. open up other players on this team that allows them to hit shots but you know you look at his numbers still you're 21 games in he's had 14 games of 20 plus and four games of 30 or more and i think he's actually gotten a, a better this year he's 24 look we we can we can break down his game all you want but i still think you know this guy is special and um, he's going to get better, I think, as the season progresses. The concussion knocked him, you know, off uh, out of two games, and he looked really cloudy, uh, you know, the other night against Denver. But you know, he played pretty well against Detroit. Uh, but I think consistency, DJ, to answer your question, I think that's from first quarter to fourth is where I'm looking. You know, we know him as the fourth, you know, the second half Donovan. He's going to lift, you know, the Jazz to a win, and then he lets teammates get involved to start games. But I don't see any reason why he can't start games and finish games just like, you know, one through four and be as consistent as he was from the opening tip to the to the end of the game. So I think there's still things he's figuring out. There's a lot of pressure on the guy. There's no doubt. But a lot of fans don't have patience. You know, it's like, hey, look. You're well-paid. You're an all-star. Go get it done. And I still think he's a special player, special talents uh, that's going to just get better as time continues on. We forget that he's just barely into his fourth year, and I think that's something you still have to, to remember. But he's made big strides every year he's been on, been on the floor, and I, I like his game. I really do. So is Sunday the one day of the season that you're glad you're not traveling because you can call the game and then go home and watch the Super Bowl, and you're a Kansas City boy, and the Chiefs are trying to go for number two? Yeah, PK, that's the craziest schedule, isn't it? 11 a.m., that's what the NBA gave us, 11 a.m. mountain time tip-off against the Pacers, and then Super Bowl uh, 55 is at 4.30. So, yes, it's a double-dip day. Uh, you get to call a jazz game, get to home, go home and see the Tom Brady battle uh, with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's you know if, if you're if you're writing a script, this is a pretty good one, don't you think, guys? Sure. I mean, you get old versus new, already an MVP in Mahomes, and you already have the uh, the goat, as many believe in Tom Brady. And he just said the other day, PK, um, I'm gonna after the Super Bowl, I'm gonna get ready for the next season. He's gonna play past 45. I mean, it's really his mindset, man, is, is really amazing. I don't know if he would win, if that would change uh, to ride off in the sunset. But he seems like he's totally not done and wants to continue on. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I thought Peyton Manning played and, you know, had the perfect send-off. Uh, but Tom Brady just uh, wants to keep playing this game that he loves. I don't think it's the money, is it? I don't know. Maybe it's the spotlight he loves. But 
it's an amazing thing to see him keep going. But he's at a high level, so I guess he says to himself, why not? But this is going to be a fun game. I'm, I'm, I'm tuned in, man. you got two great tight ends. you got some weapons. But I still think the Chiefs have the better speed and a better mobile quarterback. But Tom Brady has the experience. But, but you know, i got an MVP and Patrick Mahomes, too, right? So, yeah, this is going to be fun. be fun, fun game. So, <clears throat> Brady's won six Super Bowls. And the reason he doesn't have seven or eight of those two giant games uh, I guess there was one with the Eagles, too. But in the two games with the Giants, the Giants won low-scoring games. And if looking back, you know, what did we all underestimate going into it? We underestimated how good the Giants' front four was, that their front four against the Patriots' five offensive linemen and possibly tight end and running back, they could still get to Brady. Yeah. And it changed the game, right? Because now you got seven guys back defending um, the pass because four guys can get the pressure. And I'm wondering, the Bucks' defense seems to be making more plays and have taken their, you know, gone to another level here in the postseason. Are they, with a four-man rush, going to be able to beat the Chiefs' O-line? Because the Chiefs just lost their left tackle. They, and they lost their right really? tackle earlier, and they've had other guys moving around and in and out. We don't need to get to all that. But the, we all know the left tackle, that is critical. So how worried are you that the front four for the Bucks? that with four guys rushing, they can get to Mahomes. Mahomes is more mobile and can run and can beat you with big plays. We've seen that with his legs if he has to. How worried are you? Well, that's the key right there compared to two quarterbacks. Brady is between the tackles, and he has to step up in the pocket. So what you do is you try to blitz him up the middle, or if he tries to even go outside the edge, you've already caught him. So I think that's really going to be part of the whole equation for the Chiefs' defense is to pressure the the legs of, of Tom Brady and, and push him out of his comfort zone. It, it's a must, by the way, because you give him too much time. Any quarterback can help, you know, pretty much pick you apart. To your question about Mahomes, I think you just said it. I feel his mobility will be his best asset on Sunday. Uh, the left tackle, Achilles out. That's your protection side, but yet Mahomes is able to to roll and get out of trouble. I tell you, I we haven't seen a quarterback with great, you know, this type of escapability and also working with us with Tyree Kill and, and Kelsey, uh, they seem to understand him and come back to help him on routes. And then he's able to sidearm and slingshot, you know, passes downfield and just escape, especially crucial third downs. And that's where you win ball games. Again, if they, if they pressure Brady, he makes a mistake and the Chiefs take advantage. And the same with, the, with Mahomes. If they get to him and he throws a pick or fumbles a ball, Usually games are won and lost in the in the uh, turnover department. So that's what I'm looking for. Mahomes, mobility, get outside the tackle, you know, take the pressure off the O-line. And the Chiefs' D is the pressure, I'll call him the old man, Tom Brady, who's crafty as can be, but still not, not a guy built to play outside the tackles. And if you trap him, uh, and then you force him to make mistakes, I think is going to be part of the uh, the equation for uh, for the Chiefs to win another Super Bowl, and it's tough, right, uh, to win back to back. Most, I think, I read yesterday. You know, statistically, it's it's rare you win back to back Super Bowls, even if you get there. Jordan won multiple game, multiple back to back NBA titles, but uh, the NFL, it looks like uh, it's it's hard to win two, and even to get there is quite a it's quite an achievement. You have to admit, and I got to give Brady all the credit in the world. He comes from New England. Takes on a new team, new coach, new system. Had a rough start, by the way, and he still got the Bucks to the to the big game. That's 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 an amazing feat for me, all by itself. 
Compliment him before you beat him, Bowler. That's your strategy. I see it. I see it well, working. I just say pressure the guy, make him make a mistake, and let Mahomes run free, man. And, and you got, I think, I think Kansas City DJ is a much quicker, faster team. And so you use your speed. That's what they did all year long. Use your speed to win. And if it doesn't work out, then at least you got there, and the uh, and Tom Brady beat you. But it should be. I I don't want to say epic, but I love the matchup and the storyline. Man, is is fantastic for Super Bowl 55. It and really you, is. And you love that you won't be on a plane headed for Indiana when the game is played. Thank- yeah, or come, yeah, coming home. Yeah, I'd have to listen to oh, yeah. people say, oh, gosh, you missed it, something like that. Yeah. So. Thanks, Bowler. All right, guys, see you soon. Yeah, headed out of Indiana, not into, obviously. I'll be playing the Pacers that morning. DJ and PK, we got to take a break. Chad Lewis is coming up to talk Super Bowl. Former Philadelphia Eagle played for Andy Reid. He's going to join us in 15 minutes right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.